Bernadette Joy, and I am super pumped to be back because in this season, we are going to talk about FIRE, financial independence, relax every day. And I'm going to share with you my personal tips on how AJ and I reached early retirement in our 30s. And I'm going to bring in some special guests who are going to drop some serious knowledge on how you can speed up your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to season four of my podcast, Crush Your Money Goals. What's up, y'all? It's Bernadette Joy. We are back here for another episode of Crush Your Money Goals, and I am bringing to you one of my favorite people on the planet. This is my friend. Her name is... Marie Matthews. And she is... Okay, I'll let her tell you what her professional life is, but to me, (laughs) personally, she's one of my OG Crush Your Money Goals uh, students who we kind of have a funny story about that. Maybe we'll share it if we have time. Um, But she also is an amazing uh, person, a human being. She uh, is probably more of a a K-pop fan than most people and I thought I was a big K-pop fan and then I met her and I was like oh okay like that's what a that's what K-pop fandom looks like and she is just super fun and has a lot of great tips for us today on how you can really feel good in your space and for so many of us who are on this wealth path especially as women that is such a key part of the journey that I think a lot of people overlook and so I asked her to come and chat with me for the next 20 minutes and share her best tips with us. So thank you so much, Marie, for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's so fun to do it with you, Bernadette. Oh my gosh. We're, I mean, together. we were actually just talking about this right beforehand, and we just came back from Korea um, a month ago, and we're like, let's just pretend we're still in Korea right uh. now, drinking some soju, and except we're here in Charlotte, <laughs> <laughs> and just have a conversation. And what I want people to know first is, who are you? But specifically, what is the makeup-free version of your story because so many people tell us like, well, I'm so amazing and Mm. awesome, but we want to hear like, what's the real backstory? Uh, That's particularly pertinent in my industry. What I do is I'm a luxury residential interior designer. And so when people think of interior design, they think of beautiful pictures and magazine ready spaces. And it can be a profession that is difficult to get some authenticity in. Mm. And some, Mm -hmm. I like the makeup free version. Like that's perfect. So um, I, I'll just tell you, like, my backstory is not a straight path. I didn't mm-hmm. just decide to be a designer and go to school, and that was it. I um, I grew up in a lot of sort of uh, insecurity and instability, and I was born into a very crazy family. Interesting <laughs> family, but crazy. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. So um, 1970, my mom and dad met and married and my mom was Chinese Mm -hmm. and my dad was blind and they were both disowned for marrying outside of their race and so that neither were college graduates my mom was you know an immigrant had come when she was four Um, and so that level of sort of poverty and insecurity and there was a lot of moving there were a lot of apartments and things like that I think I've always craved both beauty and security and like an environment that is very nurturing. Mm -hmm. I wanted that for myself. I wanted it for my children once I had children. So juxtapose that backstory with like where I'm from. I'm from Northern California. I'm from wine country. So Mm -hmm. Sonoma County. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people refer to it as God's country. It's just, you know, it's golden hills and oak trees and redwood trees and Muir Woods and, um, California orange poppies and, and trees, you know, just 
orchards. And I feel like so peaceful as you're saying right? this. Like, as you're describing yeah. it, I'm like swaying a little 45 bit. 45 minutes from the ocean, you know, near San Francisco with vibrancy and culture. And so I just, I think I was inoculated with a sense of beauty all around me from a very young age. And so fast forward um, 20 years ago, I moved from Northern California to Charlotte. And, <laughs> to uh, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte, North Carolina. Some of my friends were like, where is that on the map again? Mm -hmm. Why are you going there? Um, But I love Charlotte. It's a great place to live and to raise children and have a family. Um, And all all my life from, you know, probably middle school on, I've had friends that knew I was creative and knew I loved mixing things and color and pattern. They'd help me like with their bedrooms or their apartments or their um, whatever space, and I would just do it like for fun. So after I moved here, I had a co-worker, and she had divorced, and she asked me to just come and help her reimagine her space and redesign it so that it reflected both a sense of organization, you know, from that kind of chaos of divorce, and then a sense of like her own beauty as opposed to it being this shared spousal situation. She just wanted a refresh. Um, So I helped her with that, and then fast forward 10 years later, she worked for a professional sports team here in town, and they needed some commercial help, and she was like, you're the person for the job. And that was my first commercial paid interior design gig, and it was so much fun. That led to a couple of jobs in retail home furnishing stores where they also had design in-store design help. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just learned everything I could. I soaked it all up. Um, I went back to school, but I went to school for business. Mm -hmm. So crush your money goals that like, (laughs) if you're going to start a business, it's good to have a little bit of business know-how, especially when you're creative. Especially, especially because a lot of people in the creative space, and I've heard some creative people say, it's like, well, I'm, I'm this thing. I'm not a business owner. Oh, I'm an interior designer. I'm a creator I'm a whatever it is but ultimately if you're asking people to pay you for something you are a business it is so true and they you know you're taking ownership of their money you're you're responsible to like handle that well and handle it with integrity Mm -hmm. um and so I spent 10 years working for other people and then Mm -hmm. here's the good fun juicy part of the story (laughs) on my 50th birthday I, so instead of a midlife crisis, this is just last July, um, I had a midlife glow up, and I left my job, mm-hmm. and I launched my own design firm. Ah. And, ah, and Bernadette was like critical in that process, being successful, going well, such great guidance. Within a week, I, she knows I say this all the time, I microwave this business. <laughs> so in seven days, I had all of my infrastructure set up. I had my first paying client. And within another week, I had half a dozen clients that were like ready to move on their jobs. Yes. Yeah. And I remember us having this conversation. And I remember even when I met you and you were thinking about this, and I was just like, I just can't wait to see when she's going to be, like when she realizes that she's ready for it. Because I felt that about you and your business and just – you know, even people hearing this podcast right now, they can hear the the excitement in your voice when mm-hmm. you talk about it. And I remember at the moment that she decided, okay, it's happening. And, re- and I was like, I mean, not news to me because <laughs> I'm, I'm you ready. You knew it before I did. <laughs> I'm ready to see you do it. And I am just so, so grateful that I have gotten to see a lot of these things and really witness someone who inspires me to show that you can really love what you do. And so why is mm-hmm. it that you love this so much? Because I'll be honest, my my um, 
bias towards you know luxury interior design is like oh my gosh the clients must be like really Mm. hard to handle or you know like just feels like very pressured so how do you like how do you um feel about this industry and how do you love it don't attract those clients because my roster of clients are the most fun like likable people and and I I primarily cater towards high performing women. That mm-hmm. has just been my niche. They all have like the nicest husbands. It's just worked <laughs> out really well. Um, and it can be high pressure, but you know I love what I do so much because out of that sort of chaos of my backstory and out of like the beauty that I was inculcated with at a very young age, like I realized the value in helping other women transform their lives. Like you've done it with money. Mm-hmm. Like you've already you've met so many of your money goals and you don't have to do what you do, but you see the value in empowering other women. And so I'm doing the same thing. I'm taking what I know. I'm taking my skills. I'm taking my love of a before and after and a a transformation. Who doesn't love a good before and after? Right? It's the best. Like, we're hardwired to want growth and transformation and beauty. And so when I can, like, empower another woman in her story, in her journey, help her create the, the house that feels like, you know, not just home or not just a pretty place, but a place that reflects her innate beauty and is part of her story and her journey and her uh, empowerment, like that's so gratifying. Mm. Well, I, I heard you say that, oh, I, you know, I don't have clients like that and you just got so lucky, but I don't think it's <laughs> luck. <laughs> I think, you know, people attract, right? Yeah. The energy that they give out. Yeah. right? And I think that leads us into, you know, your top kind of tips for women, especially on this podcast. There's a lot of high performing women mm-hmm. who are on this path to crushing their money goals. Space is such a big piece of this, mm-hmm. right? Where you live. And, uh, I know some of your tips because I had Marie come into my place one day and you, here's a funny story. This is part of, there's many funny stories about me and Marie, (laughs) but one of the funny stories was that I was considering leaving my house. A lot of you guys knew about my home that I paid off in full in my thirties and she came into my space and she basically said, we could do all these things. But we can't change the location. Mm-hmm. I can't like she's like I, I I can't do that for you. So if that's your primary driver, then maybe you should move <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and so I did. And so I sold my place. And she was a big part of that decision because some of the things that she taught me about her philosophy underneath it is that you really have to imagine yourself being happy in that space. And if it's if that's not the right space, that's not the right space. Mm-hmm. So. I would love for you to share maybe your first tip mm-hmm. on uh, uh, for these high-performing women on how you can, you know, glow up your space. Yeah, absolutely. And I am happy to share. I have a free guide with a lot of, like, DIY. If you just need some concrete tips about placement, you know, a lot of it has to do with proportion and space and sizing and color and all those things. I have a free guide for that. So Yay. we're going to make that available. It will be in the show um, notes. But, you know, a lot of people haven't worked for a designer before, and it can be kind of an intimidating, opaque industry. Mm-hmm. So if you are considering hiring a designer or you're in the process of hiring a designer, I would love to give you tips on um, really things that you should ask yourself before hiring a designer so that you don't make a mistake. I love that. Um, I love that. Good. Okay. So the first one is really, it's a sort of a self-journey, a self-exploration journey of what do you want your space to look like, to feel like, and to function like? Mm. So, you know, some of the questions I ask people are, 
how do you do you have, obviously spouse children what's the makeup pets yeah all I of guess that. we have to but, know who else yeah yeah, yeah. All, blah, blah, and blah. all designers do that so yeah exactly <laughs> do you entertain and everybody says yes but that's a very surface question the level of entertainment the style of entertainment so like Bernadette in her home she used to have these like kick-ass like karaoke parties mm-hmm. and game nights and charcuterie board buffets <laughs> and so that's a different type of entertaining than like my VP you know of a bank that is having the co-workers over and possibly a professional chef in the kitchen mm-hmm. so how do you function in your space what does your day-to-day really look like let's make the space serve you both with beauty and function and then how do you want to feel in your space? Like, what emotion do you want to evoke? And I do this not just for the whole house, but really room by room. <gasps> oh, wait, say that again, because that's hitting me differently today. You mm. want to you want to be able to think about what emotion you want to feel mm-hmm. in each room. Yeah. So do you want to feel like you're in a respite, a sanctuary, a spa? Like, how should your master bedroom feel? A laundry room, we need some energy because laundry is drudgery, right? So, mm. like, do you want to feel peppy? And sometimes I'll nickname my rooms. Like, I have a client right now that her breakfast room is called the happy room. Oh, like, we cute. nicknamed it that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can use a theme. Do I want this to be, feel very luxe? Do I want it to be, like, the Chanel room? Do I mm. want it to be um, – but really – think about how do I want to feel when I'm in this space and then another question I'll ask people is who do you want to be like if you were retired right or if you're on vacation do you where do you like to vacation is it beach is it mountains is it overseas is it like how can we bring those passions that are somewhat aspirational Mm -hmm. right because you can't always if you're not retired you can't always be necessarily lounging or traveling or cruising or whatever it is, but let's or bring you that. Want to be. Or if you want to be, come, like follow come, Bernadette. Yeah, come join me. <laughs> She'll get you there, I promise. Um, but let's bring that into your home, right? So it doesn't have to be some far off thing. It can be in the here and now. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Steadily. And Steadily is the best rated landlord insurance in America. And if you didn't already know, landlord insurance, also known as rental insurance, is a policy for people who rent their homes to others. And landlord insurance is not required for a landlord, but insurance can bring many benefits like legal liabilities, fire and water damage, financial protection against natural disasters, and protection for your furnishings. And so if you are looking for great service and a simple quote process, check out our sponsor, Steadily, at steadily.com. I hear a lot of women um, talking about their spaces on how they want other people to be comfortable in their house versus, well, you're the one in here. 100% 100% of the time, pretty mm-hmm. much. And it's always like, well, I want my kids to have this, and I want my husband to have this, and I want when my when guests come over, I want them to think this, right? Versus being like, I love this approach. It's the first time I've heard an interior designer say this is like, well, how do you want to feel? Mm-hmm. And how you first. You first. You first. Yeah. And I think that's such an important message for all of the high performing women out there. What's your what's your other tip here? Because that one, that one's like kind of hitting me like a ton of bricks today. I'm like thinking, Good. I'm going back into even my two-bedroom apartment right now and thinking like how do I want to feel (laughs) that's excellent okay the next one is far more practical but it's uh it's information that uh, some people just have no uh, determine a really realistic budget 
and timeline. Okay, hold on. Y'all know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was my favorite tip, the last one she gave, but I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, The word budget, my favorite Mm -hmm. B word. Yes, Mm -hmm. let's talk about this. What do you mean by a realistic budget? Wait, do we want to go back to mention my love of K-pop? I'm just going to throw it out there. I was waiting. Because I I try to get it in every conversation. I was going to see how long it would be. We lasted a good 15 minutes before you started mentioning K-pop. We need to edit so I can get it in the first five. (laughs) Um, when, When I started working with Bernadette and she teaches the most amazing budgeting techniques. And so uh, make your budget fun. So I renamed all my categories after K-pop songs. Yes. Or like inside jokes. That's a true story. It's a true story. I couldn't read some of her uh, line items on her budget because they were literally in Korean. And I was like, I don't know what that says. It was in Korean. That's right. And I'm not even Korean. But yeah. Um, So budget can be fun. It doesn't have to be drudgery. And but, you know, if you don't know what things cost and if If you ask questions, so ask your designer on the front end before they're hired, do it during the interview process. What should I expect? What is the range? And there is a vast range of, you know, fabric prices and um, all of that. But if you have no idea, do some research or Mm -hmm. ask before you go into it and are kind of sucker punched. Um, Same thing for a timeline, you Mm -hmm. know, since COVID. Since all of the uh, employment issues, shipping issues, uh, factories shutting down, things take three times as long to get, and and it can be tricky. So no, just know that on the front end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Budget timeline. Well, I well, I mean, I love that tip because same thing uh, with what I teach people in finances is they think that they have to you know the goal is to save as much money as possible, mm. and that's not true if really your ultimate goal is to feel good in your space Mm -hmm. and so having a budget that aligns with how you want this long-term vision of this place to look like I think is so important and it's usually for a lot of people like an afterthought versus being one of the kind of Mm -hmm. core things that you go into decision making for which leads us to a really kind of natural segue which is you know for people who are thinking about working with a designer what's a mistake that ends up costing them too much There's a couple. One of the big ones is hiring the wrong designer um, and doing that based on price alone. So I have a recent um, new client that she got several bids and, you know, the first few were triple one of the bids and she went with with the lowest one. Which which a lot of people will do, right? Because they think it's apples to apples to apples. Exactly. But that's not exactly a luxury. Like literally any any kind of luxury thing is not apples to apples to apples, right? Yeah. And I always say you can get really pretty things at any price point, but not necessarily the quality. And so just, I'll just define luxury really quick. You know, luxury, there can be some assumptions because you just assume, oh, it's the most expensive thing. But it's not. It is custom, it is tailored, but it is the best bang for your buck. I am never after putting the most expensive thing in and I will tell you there are a lot of lines of furniture and goods out there that are like ridiculously priced and I don't think they're good looking at all so it's always the best bang for your buck but the most personalized for you right Mm. the most customized um so also with that pricing structure is uh, designers price all different ways. It's It can be incredibly opaque and incredibly frustrating. So be really clear. Know if they're charging you just hourly. Know if it's a flat fee. Both of those, then how are the goods priced? Are they marked up? What is the markup? Um, you know, is it uh, project-based? Are they charging you per room? There's a lot of different ways designers do it. So just know when you go in so that you're not surprised. Mm, I love that tip, uh, and particularly because... 
Uh, similarly, in the in the coaching space, a mm. lot of people say, well, why should I hire you? Because I could just go watch this stuff on YouTube, yeah. right? And my response is always like, well, then how come you're not rich yet? Right. <laughs> if it was DIY, right? And so hiring the right person, and it doesn't mean that there's um, like one way to do these things, much mm-hmm. like money, right? Like someone who is a good designer for you might not be a good designer for someone else based off of, you know, what things you really value. So I love that you mentioned 100%. that. And you mentioned the guide, uh, but how else can we engage with you? And also, how can we see some of these pretty things? Oh, yes, please. Um, Follow my Instagram account. It's at Marie Matthews Interiors. Um, And my email is Marie Matthews Interiors at Gmail. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you'll be able to download my guide. You can message me. I'm always happy to answer questions. I do one-hour consultations, sort of like a walk and talk where you can just pay me a flat fee and I'll kind of tell you everything you need to know about your space and that. You know, the other thing, Bernadette, I just want to mention that interior design is so personal. Yes. Um, Like, you need to have some fun. You need to like your designer. You need to trust your designer. You need to have fun with your designer. Yes. Um, Because it is your space. It's not... And this person is going to come into your space a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you want just great communication and like a real... It's almost like it's like dating, right? It's chemistry. It's it's personal. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want some you know, uh, low-key K-pop content or ah. you can check out her stories <laughs> <laughs> as well. And uh, she's always the one who's keeping me in check on what's going on in the latest in TikTok too. So <laughs> I love that. And, and, you know, I share these things with you about Marie because there's so many, again, misconceptions of like what do people do for a living and what does that mean if you're in a certain industry? And you can tell from this conversation that, uh, Marie is super down to earth and she is super fun. We're actually going to go out for drinks right after this. <laughs> and I want you to, as a listener, really evaluate the circle of people you have in your life that you're trusting your most important things with, whether it's your home, your money, your, your family, your health. Look at those people and are those people that you can see going on this journey with you for the long term and who really care uh, not just about being pretty, like you said, but how you feel where you are and what you want to do not only now but in the future so thank you so much marie thank you bernadette and thank you all for listening to this episode i can't wait to see you guys all back next week see you later thank you so much for listening today please be sure to leave me a review and let me know what you learned and for daily money tips follow me on instagram at bernadette joy But if you're ready to plan your escape to financial independence with me as your personal finance millionaire coach, head to my website at crushyourmoneygoals.com. See you next time.